Psalm chapter 25. That's going to be in the Old Testament, kind of toward the middle of your Bible. So if you're not familiar with books of the Bible, if you kind of open up toward the middle, you're probably going to hit on Psalm or Proverbs. They're right next to each other. Psalm chapter 25. We're going to look at the first a few verses of Psalm 25 this morning, the first five verses. This is the Psalm of David. I don't know exactly what was going on in David's life during this Psalm. Some of the Psalms, we kind of get an idea, or we may, we may know uh, the situation that was going on in his life when he wrote these Psalms. I'm really not sure exactly uh, what the situation was when David wrote this Psalm, but the words that he writes are, are, are just as good for us nonetheless. Whether we know the exact details or not, we can uh, relate to what he's talking about and we also need to follow uh, the example that he gives. So we'll read the text and then we will <clears throat> jump in. Psalm chapter 25, starting with verse 1. Lord, I turn to you. My God, I trust in you. Do not let me be disgraced. And do not let my enemies gloat over me. No one who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I'll wait for you all day long. Let's pray. God, I come to you this morning, and I thank you for these words, and there is nothing more important uh, for us, dear Lord, than to seek you, than to call on you, than to be uh, led by you, God. So I pray that in these moments that your words would be at the forefront of our minds and of our, of our attention. God, all these thoughts of the world, things that, that we think about and worry about, whatever we may have brought in here today, that right now in this moment that the Holy Spirit would clear our minds, that you would cause us to See your word, read your word, hear your word, God. Help me to, to preach your word and teach your word in a way that's going to be beneficial for, for us today. God, I pray that you would do the speaking through me. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, God, so that you would be glorified. I pray that you would bless this church, that you would lead in God in this church, so that we would be on mission for you, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. <laughs> Uh, I picked this passage today because uh, today's, it may not be as much of a sermon as it is a request. I suppose it is a sermon, but, but, but it's also a request. As we, as we start a new year, you know, it's easy for us when we, when we start a new year, we, we come up with resolutions, we, we look back at our past and we focus on our future and we say, these are some areas that I need to do better Fresh new start, what's in the past is in the past. What better time to start than in the new year? There's something about when a, when a new year comes around that, that kind of gets our mind thinking in a, in a different way. I don't know what that is. It's not that really today is any different than yesterday or the next day. And if there wasn't a calendar, there wouldn't really be any difference at all between those days. But there's something about a new year that causes our mind to get in a different zone where we are prepared for something new, for something different, for something that needs to change or should change or whatever it may be. And so as I was thinking about that and as I was uh, reading through these verses uh, this week, 
I was thinking that it's very important for us as a church to, to, to be ready to listen to whatever God may speak to us and where God may lead us in the future. And this text came at about the right time. I didn't plan it this way, but kind of all the series that we've been going through have kind of just ended in the last week or so, leading up to Christmas. And so as we prepare for God to uh, lay new messages on my heart for us to, to hear, we want to be able to know what God is calling us to as a church. And this Psalm of David kind of gives us a good, a good guideline, a good example of, of what, we should, uh, what we should do, the mindset that we should have. David says, Lord, I turn to you, my God, I trust in you. As we prepare for a new year as a church, a new year at Enterprise, we think about all the things and the ways that God has blessed us and things that we have been involved in in the past. And it's not, it's not that those things quit, but we always, as Christians, as a church body, we always want to be aware of new opportunities that God may put into our path. There are always doors that God open, opens for us. There are always things that God calls us to. And we as a church don't want to miss those things. So my request to you this morning, church, is that we be in prayer for what God may call us to in the future. What God may call us to in 2017. And for us to be obedient to God and what he may call us to, then we must start at the very top, just as David did. David didn't start with his own abilities and things that he could do, but instead he went to the Lord, which is where we start. We don't need to try to make plans or to come up with things on our own, but we start with the Lord. Lord, I turn to you. That's who David trusted in. That's who David turned to. And as a church, that is who we need to turn to. And while on the surface we say, duh, of course we, we need to turn to God. Of course everything needs to come from God. While we realize that, there are times at church that I think we can get away from that. There may be times in church that I as a leader, or you as a deacon, or you as a parishioner, we come up with these ideas of things that need to take place, and sometimes we put our own desires ahead of what God would desire. And by that I mean we don't seek the Lord, we don't seek to see if that's really what He wants, we don't spend the time in prayer that we need to to see if this is really what God calls us to. Sometimes we jump the guns. And it's not just here at church that we do that. We do that in our own life too. Sometimes we don't have time to wait on the Lord. And so we decide we're going to do it our way and we jump the gun. And we don't do what God calls us to do. We are doing what we want to do. And so one of the things we must do if we are going to seek the Lord is we must be patient to wait on the Lord. Now, it may be that God is, is saying, you've, you're doing everything that I've called you to do, and there's nothing else that God wants us to do for this season. And that may be the case for one day, or that may be the case for ten years. It may be that God has currently opened some doors and some opportunities, and we are not doing what God calls us to do. It, 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 it's not up for us to decide. God is the one who decides what we are to do for his kingdom, but it's up to us to be obedient and to try to listen to what God says. So we must, as uh, uh, David did in this psalm here, we must turn to God and say, Look, God, what do you desire from us? What do you desire from me? What do you desire from Enterprise Baptist Church? He goes on to say, My God, I trust 
in you. Now that's important right there, and that's tough. You know why that's tough? Because sometimes God calls us to things as individuals, and God calls us to things as a corporate body of Christians that are tough to do. Things that we say, if we do this, it is going to put us in a bind. It is going to put us in a bad situation. It is going to make us be the laughing stock of the community. And there are times that God calls us to go to certain people, to certain places, to do certain ministries and to do certain things that we may not feel comfortable doing because it's scary, because it's tough. But just as David trusted in the Lord here, so should we trust in the Lord. Because we, are, we, we see a story after story in the Old Testament and the New Testament of, of times where God calls people to do things that are just outright crazy. And sometimes God's people even say, Lord, I ain't, are you sure? I don't want to do that, God. And we're no different. We're no different because sometimes God calls us to things and we... We don't trust the Lord the way we should. I wish I could say that every time God called me to something that I, I was just obedient and just went and did it right then. But sometimes I hem and haul around and sometimes I don't do it till later and sometimes I don't ever even do it. And that's not a good thing. I'm not boasting in that. I'm not trying to justify it. I am saying that I should be more quick to be obedient to God. And if God calls me to something or if God calls you to something then we should do it. If we don't understand it, we should trust in the Lord to know that, look, whether we understand it or not, He is calling us to it, so therefore let us trust that God is going to get us through whatever He calls us to. Do not let me be disgraced, and do not let my enemies gloat over me. You know, we have an enemy. David, probably the enemies he's talking about were actual physical real people. And we have actual physical real people that are our enemies too. But, but, but in a much, much bigger sense, so we have an enemy who is Satan. And our enemy desires to destroy our church. He desires to destroy our walk with the Lord. He desires to sit back and say, look at what I have done, God. Look at what I have destroyed. What you have tried to do good. Look at what I have done. I have messed it up. These people are worthless. That's what the enemy would like to do. The enemy would like for us to be disgraced so that our, so that our uh, ministry, so that our uh, witness for the Lord is destroyed so that the enemy can sit back and, and laugh at his apparent success or what he thinks is success. But David says, look, Lord, do not let me be disgraced. Do not let the enemy win. Do not let the enemy have his way. And so that should be our prayer too as we begin to seek the Lord on guidance for what we should do as a church and as individuals. Know that we will face opposition. We will face the enemy. We will face the enemy spiritually. We will have spiritual battles that we will face. And sometimes the enemy will put people into our path that are going to cause us difficult times. But David says here, look, don't let me be disgraced. Don't let the enemy have the last laugh, if we can say that. Don't let the enemy think that he has done good. But let me be prepared to stand and trust in you, Lord. And that should be our prayer as a church. No one who waits for you will be disgraced. Well, here we go. We talked about that a few minutes ago. That, that waiting in the Lord. You see, David knew that sometimes you have to wait on the Lord. 
Now, you don't have to wait on the Lord because he is running late or because he hasn't heard your request or he doesn't know your need. He knows your need. He knows your struggle before you ever pray to him. He knows it from the get-go. But sometimes we have to wait on the Lord. And waiting is so hard. It is, it is hard to wait. Now, maybe that gets better with age. I don't know. Maybe as time goes on, it's easier to wait. Maybe some of you guys don't have a problem with patience. That's good if you don't. But maybe some of you are like me and you struggle with patience. You know, this is fresh on my mind. We just had, we just had Christmas uh, a week ago, and we exchanged gifts on Christmas, and that's a good time. And I am 33, and I am like a kid, and I love to shake a box and to open a gift. And, and we were getting ready for Christmas dinner. And you guys, you know the routine. You know if you got kids in the house. The deal is, usually for most families, you eat before you open presents. And that is the longest meal of the year. The meal before present opening time is the longest meal of the year. And you want to open presents so bad. And you can't eat. You couldn't eat if you wanted to. You just couldn't eat. And you just you don't want to wait. You want, to, you want to go ahead and rip into those things. But you have to wait. You have to wait to rip into the presents. And you always got somebody, a crazy uncle, that says about time the meal's over, well, why don't we just wait and open presents tomorrow? You know, of course, kids, oh, we got open, we got open the presents tonight. You know? And so, so, so you don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. And, 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 and maybe even as adults, there are times, maybe it's with presents, but, or maybe it's with other things, and we, we don't want to wait. In a more serious sense, sometimes you may go to the doctor and something's going on and they have to run tests and, and you have to wait a week or two or a few months to get results of tests. And that's, boy, that's tough. Because we don't want to wait. We want to know. We want to know. Why do we have to wait? Why is this going on? We want, we want things now. But with the Lord, many times we have to wait. Many times with the Lord, things don't happen when we want them to happen. Sometimes we try to rush things. When David says, look, Lord, let me wait on you. And we as a church, and we individually need to wait on the Lord. We need to pray for God to to, to guide us, we need to turn to the Lord. We need to pray that our enemies don't hinder us being on mission for the Lord. But we need to wait on what God may call us to. And we need to be patient and not jump the gun. Because when we jump the gun, we do things our way. And when we do things our way, guess what? That's not what God wants us to do. Those things don't work. It's, 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 I won't say unbelievable. I don't know what word I'm going to say. It's, it's amazing that when you do things God's way, isn't it amazing how things just fall into place? Some of you know what I'm talking about. If you're a Christian and you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you know what I'm talking about. When you do things God, God's way, everything just aligns up. And that's what we want to do as a church. We want to do things God's way. <clears throat> no one who waits for you will be disgraced. Those who act treacherously without cause will be disgraced. Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in the truth. Excuse me, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. I wait for you all day long. These are good, these are a good couple of verses for us. Because this really should be our prayer, not not just at the first of the year. 
not just in this season, but this should be our prayer all of the time. This should be the prayer of the Christian. But, 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 but in particular, if just for, this, for the sake of this sermon, for what we're talking about today, this needs to be the prayer of our church, that God would guide us, that God would make His ways known to us, and God <coughs> would teach us His paths. Because I don't know about you guys, but I desperately want us to be doing what God wants us to do as a church. I desperately want to be preaching messages that God wants you to hear. I desperately want for our teachers that teach to be teaching you things that God wants you to learn. I desperately want for each of you as parishioners to do what God has called you to do, to use those gifts that God has given you so that we can give those things back, so that we can use what God gives and give back to Him and be able to minister to people and be able to reach people in a special way. I desperately want that for our church. And so I challenge you, I encourage you, I ask you to pray that God would do that that God would make His paths known to us. There are lots of paths that we can take as a church. There are lots of things that we can do. And, not, and, and many of those things are good things. But we don't want to just do good things. We want to do God things. There are many opportunities and many paths and many, many scriptures that we can preach on and many ministries we can be involved in. And there are lots of paths. And there may be a path that God calls this church to that He doesn't call that church to that He doesn't call the other church to. But we want to be obedient that God would say, here is the path that I've laid before you. This is the direction that I want you to walk. And so we need to pray for discernment that God would allow us to know what He calls us to. That God would make known to us His paths. And that God would guide us to follow that path. That God would guide us to say, look God, we believe that what you're telling us is what you want us to do. We know that there may be bumps along the road. We know that it, it may be difficult, but God, we are going to go down the path that you lead and we are going to be patient to know that around the turns where we're not sure what's coming up, that we are going to be patient, that we are not going to turn, that we are not going to say this path is a dead end, that we are not going to say there are too many enemies waiting to ambush us along the path, that we are not going to say, God, I give up, but that we are going to be obedient and we are going to, to, to go where God leads us. We are going to start that journey and we are going to see it through to completion. And he goes on to say, I wait for you all day long. I think David gives us a good, a good guideline of, of a good prayer for us in our personal life. And in particular, as I challenge you, uh, a good prayer for our, our church. So as we start this new year, be in prayer. Let this be a season of prayer. Let us first seek the Lord because He is the one that, that is in control of everything. He is the one who leads. It is the Lord who, who guides us. So let us seek the Lord and let us be, be still and know that He is God. Let us be still and see what He has to say to us. Let us pray that God would open those doors so clearly that we could see the areas where He wants us to serve. 
You guys be praying for me as pastor that I would clearly see what God wants me to preach and to teach to you guys so that, so that we can make good decisions as a church on, on what we want to do and how we want to do it all for the glory of God. And in the midst of all this, I have to remind myself of this sometimes, and maybe you do too. But let us not forget why we come here. Let us not forget what our mission is. Let us never forget that our mission, that our goal, that our calling as Christians is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. It's to lead lost souls to Jesus Christ. It's to teach a lost and dying world that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came and died on a cross and shed his blood so that when we accept the sacrifice that he made, we can be forgiven. That there is hope in Jesus Christ. That there is light at the end of the tunnel. In the midst of all the darkness that we see, Jesus Christ is a light that shines brighter than anything that there is and has ever been. And Jesus Christ is the one who will deliver us. And Jesus is the one who makes all things new. And that is our mission. It's to make sure that people know that. And we can fulfill that mission in so many different ways. But let us fulfill that mission by loving people. Let us be obedient to what God calls us to. Let us be patient as we pray. And let us be able to discern when God is calling or when the enemy is trying to get us off track. And as a church, when God puts us down the path, let us walk down the path he puts us down. And let us walk together. Let us not separate, let us not fuss, let us not feud. Let us come together as brothers and sisters in Christ united and say, God, we see where you're calling us to. We know this is of you, God, and we are going to be together and we are going to do what you call us to. Let's pray. God, I come to you and I pray this morning that you would be with our church. I pray that you would help us to see clearly what you call us to and the paths you got us down, God. We want to be able to clearly discern and know what your, your, your calling is for us, dear Lord, in this new year and the years to come, dear Lord. I pray for each individual that, that you would help them to seek you, dear Lord. To Maybe they're going through some things. I pray that you would help them to, to find comfort and strength in you and trust you. But God, I pray for a church that we would come together, that we would really spend time in prayer over these next few days and weeks and months. That we would really seek you, God, your guidance on what you call us to. God, that you would help me to clearly see uh, how to preach and teach to, to these, this flock that you have brought here, dear Lord, so that everything will be done for, for your glory and for your kingdom. So I pray that you continue to bless this church, God, you have in so many ways, and we want desperately just to be obedient to you. So help us to do that, God. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.